This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. How much of what one believes about their current state impacts their successes in a lifetime? On Motivation Monday tonight, Motivation Books author and life coach Ebenezer Mamabolo joins me in studio and we're talking about beliefs to give up. Join us in conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. That's 079-295-1212. And our SMS line is 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. Ebenezer, good evening and welcome. Ah, Good evening and thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. What's the one thing that you used to believe as a youngster and you've realized over time that it's not very accurate? You know, when I was a young was a, when I was a young person, I used to believe that what was true was what I believed in. I never took to considerations what other people believed in, particularly when it came to religion. I thought that my religion was superior. Some everyone needed to do what I was doing so that they will get to heaven. And whether they believed with me or they believed in the same things, I thought that no, everyone should believe as I believed. And as I've as I've grown up and as I've matured, I realized that no, we are pursuing spirituality in different ways. And whether we pray in a certain way, whether this way or that way, all of us are pursuing spirituality. So that's what I came to believe and, and learn to say that, no, you know what, let me be accommodative of people and their different beliefs that are from mine. What did it take for you to get to that realization and then to ultimately start actually practicing it? Because I would imagine it's one thing to realize that my religion is not as superior as I would have thought it is in comparison to others. Mm-hmm. And then to then genuinely believe it, to start genuinely accommodating people who have different belief systems. What did it take? For me, it was pain. Okay. Because one time uh, when I was at varsity, my father got sick. And when he was sick, I started to question that, what kind of a God is it that's not healing this man of mine? I do go to church, I pray, all of those rituals that I'm supposed to do, I do those rituals. But the healing that I was taught that is going to manifest, those things that I was taught that they will always manifest, they were not manifesting. So I started to question myself, is what I am believing really the truth or am i missing something in this belief of mine and in that quest for me to discover the truth that's when i had my own encounter with god when i realized that what they taught me that this is the way you should be expecting this god to behave he's supposed to do this for you if you do this if you don't do this he's going to punish you if you don't do this you're going to hell and all those things so in that quest that's when i discovered god for myself and in that self-discovery that's when i realized that no the god that i ta- that i was taught that he's like this. He he's a God who punishes, who takes people to hell, and all those things. That was not true, and that that's when I got my maturity. Then, okay. Now, what belief systems should one rethink? That's with regards to learning, as well as the state of intelligence. You know, when we are talking about beliefs, I'm reminded of a story, uh, of a tale that's told of what what was happening in one rural area in Zimbabwe. Now, in this rural area, it's told of there was this this farmer. And this farmer had sheep, he had goats, and, and he was planting. Now, one day while he was in the field, he got to a point through some, through some bush. And in that bush, he found some lion cubs. 
and he took one of the cubs and he and he took that cub back home and he he started to to breed uh, that, that particular lion, lion cub with the sheep that he had the lion began to eat grass and it, it began to behave like like a sheep and did everything like everything that sheep did it did when a wolf came or when a dog came or when one ruthless animal came it also got scared and followed suit as the other sheep did but one day when this when this lion was 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 drinking some water in in one of the rivers and he, and he looked into the river and he saw that monster that he was always afraid of that beast that he was always afraid of running away from he realized that no this beast was me now when he realized that no the thing that he was afraid of it's who he is then he decided to change and suddenly there was this this sudden burst of truth or this sudden burst of realization that he came to the realization that no, this thing that I was afraid of, this power that I was afraid of, I have got this power, I can conquer. Then he was the one who ended up eating his fellow, his fellowship that he grew up with. Now, in terms of learning, when we are learning, there are some beliefs that we were taught that you, there is a certain number of intelligence that one has. We were taught that no, there are people who are, who are gifted with this amount of intelligence that they can do maybe superior calculations than the rest of us they can learn better but as I've grown and as I've matured and, I've, and, as, I've, and as I've studied I remember I was listening to one, uh, one neurosurgeon and she did her, her research here in South Africa for 10 to 15 years and she discovered that there is no such thing as a number called intelligence this notion that there is a fixed way of you thinking you've got a certain set number of intelligence it's not true because all of us learn in different ways the way you learn and the way I learn are different what we need to do is that I need to discover what's my method of learning I think another belief would be the fact that some people are slow learners and no one is a slow learner we just have got never you've never had taken the time to discover in which ways do we best learn and she went on further to with her study and she discovered that you know the as much as there is no such a thing as a slow learner you get good or you get better in your learning or you get better with your studies with deliberate practice the more you practice maybe if it's writing the more you practice writing the the better you get in writing the more you practice calculation and all, and all those things the better you get in calculation so those beliefs that we we used to believe that no some of us were told that no you are stupid you can't learn you're a slow learner or you are too dumb or you are too stupid those are not true yes at that particular moment when I was supposed to reproduce whatever it is that I was supposed to reproduce in my test I did not know what was my learning style but now now let the Realize, come to a realization that the way that you were thinking or the way that you were taught to learn, it does not work for you. It does not mean that you're a slow learner or it does not mean that you are stupid. It just means that you have to discover a better way of learning that suits you and it suits your style and learn what other tricks could you learn. If you maybe when you were studying, you were trying to cram like others who were cramming, realize that no, there are better ways that you could learn. You could even use mind maps to come up with ideas as you are learning. You could even use mimeonics. You could even maybe use color as you are learning, whatever it is that you are doing, discover the best method that would serve you better when you are learning. And I would imagine one of the reasons that people who seem to genuinely understand and believe that they can't proceed in learning is because they think that books are expensive. Yes, yes. You know, one thing I realized was that when we say that books are expensive, what we are actually saying is that 
there are things that for me I don't think that they are expensive. Example for me when I, when I when I started buying books, I w- I would never buy a book initially. I would say that no, I can't just buy this book. I'll just go to the library and read this book for free, or I'll go online and and maybe Google this and and I'll get it for free. But what I realized was that because of the free things that I had, sometimes when you get a book for free, you never even take it seriously. The knowledge that you you've been borrowed or the knowledge that maybe you got from somewhere else, you don't even take it seriously. But the moment I cheat in my own money when I had 200 bucks and I instead of me maybe going to a party and, and buying airtime when I take that 200 bucks and I go to the bookshop and I buy that book I realize that no I took my book seriously I realize that no those books that I bought that I used that I paid the price for I never took them for granted I made sure that whatever information was there in those books I absorbed it and when I realized that that's when my life began to transform I said that no, I'm not going to let someone pay the price for me and my future so so realize that books are not expensive. Your priorities are just not right. If you realize that, no, if you are saying that a book is expensive, check other expenses that you've got that you might, someone might think are expensive. You might find that for you, you are saying that a 200 rand book is expensive, but you find that you are buying maybe, uh, let's say, food that costs 300 bucks, whereas you could get the same food, maybe not not from, from that particular maybe restaurant. You could even get something small, you'd go and cook, and you still get the same thing. So you realize that no, not, books are not expensive. Your priorities are just not right. Whenever we have engagements of this nature, Ebenezer, one is quickly reminded of the notions of pity parties as well as the notion of dependency syndrome. Mm-hmm. To say that whenever people continue to sustain such belief systems, it's because over time they pity themselves to say, I am in this state because I'm poor mm-hmm. and I'll probably never proceed and so forth. And then in, in those kind of discussions and and as many then start believing that uh, perhaps they need to be rescued by somebody who's very wealthy so that they can change their belief systems and so forth, mm-hmm. then there's the perception of people believing that those that have more than they do are greedy and, and they don't wish to share with them. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's delve into that particular belief system. You know, one thing I realized is that as I've been watching and looking at my role models who were financially successful, when I looked at them, I noticed that the way that I was taught that they behaved or that the fact that they were greedy, I realized that some of, they are not all greedy. I realized some, some of them would even take the money that they've got and would contribute towards the charities that they believed in. I saw some of them funding projects for churches, that churches would end up even going to build uh, bigger churches, would even be feeding the poor. What I realized was that that belief that I had that they were greedy was actually a belief that I got from someone who had a, a bad experience with someone who was wealthy. And I realized that, no, when I was looking at them, I saw some characteristics that I even realized that, no, if I had the money that they had, I would be able to do that. Now, for example, if you have, if I've realized some of them, you realize that, no, when you when you've got a company, what usually happens is that when you are donating, there's, there's a certificate that you would be getting. Like, like for example, or a non-profit organization, they've got a tax certificate that they have. Now, when someone is giving you money, they've got even that benefit to come and claim back that money they had. Now, things like this, you find that people would be contributing towards maybe education. You find a rich person or someone who's well-off would be contributing towards education. But when I'm, when I'm not financially well-off, I wouldn't even be investing. There would be someone whom I see in the community who's got potential and I wouldn't even be paying their school fees even though I know that they can't 
pay their own school fees. So these these are the beliefs that we need to get rid of because they, these beliefs end up stopping us from even attaining wealth. You find that later on, when we are supposed to be attaining our financial success, we tend to self-destruct because now we think that no, if I'm going to attain this much wealth, then it means that I'm going to I'm not going to help others. Whereas you could use that money to help others who don't have the needs that you have. You could even use that uh, those financial resources to even take others to school. We're talking about uh, beliefs, and uh, I'm joined in conversation by motivational books author and life coach Ebenezer Mamabulo. We're talking about beliefs to give up on, and uh, you're more than welcome to join us in this conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. That's 079-295-1212. And you can also join us in conversation by sending us an SMS to 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. We continue with this conversation after the break. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. The time is 8 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. We're talking about beliefs to give up on our weekly motivation with Ebenezer Mamabolo. He's a motivational books author and life coach. Join us in conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. And you can also send us an SMS to 47861. Start each SMS with a short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 15. What have you learned and noted that seems to be the perception that a lot of people have a belief in terms of how one can acquire wealth. You know, when we are talking about money, I'm reminded of myself, you know, because money has been probably maybe one of the most painful uh, areas in my life because I myself had my own beliefs that I thought that uh, people needed to do this. Like, for example, you know, one of the beliefs that we grew up with was that when we saw someone who was wealthy or who was well off, sometimes we thought that they robbed someone, they killed, they were sleeping with someone in power so that they would get that money. And as I grew up, I realized that, no, someone is getting the money that they've got because there's a specific problem that they are solving. And that problem that they are solving, someone is willing to pay them for it. For example, if I, you find that, no, I'm driving a big, beautiful car, it does not necessarily mean that I'm sleeping with someone who is in power or it does not mean that I've killed or I'm doing something bad. I am Maybe you find that I am solving a problem. Now, in my business, you might find that there's a problem of hunger in my community and I'm the one who's solving that problem of hunger by uh, having some goods that I will sell that will... Uh, alleviate that hunger and another belief that i also had we also had the belief that you know what money money is the root of all evil and i realized that no when when i when i had my own encounter with god i realized that no the 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 bible does not say that money is the root of all evil but it says that the love of it is the root of evil now when you love money more than you love your wife when you love your money more than your children when you love money more than anything else in the world that that's when it becomes evil because now you no longer have time for your wife you no longer have time for your kids you no longer have time for the good things that are in your life we are only pursuing uh, that financial success that you are pursuing now the love of it is the one that's the root of evil but not having enough and one of the pains that I realized when I when when my father got sick, I realized that one time 
I was when we were supposed to take him to hospital, there were there were this this like these huge bills, thousands and thousands of bills. And I realized that no, we were poor and we couldn't pay all those bills. And I remember one time when I had to drop out of school because we needed enough money so that the money that I was paying for my school fees, the money that I was paying for accommodation, would be the one that will be used for uh, for the medical bills. And when I realized that, I realized that no, 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 no. If if I'm going to proceed and I'm going to enjoy my life, I need to have enough money so that if a medical emergency does happen to me or does happen to my family, I would have enough resources for me to be able to provide for my family. So let's make sure that whatever beliefs that we might have had been taught that are stopping us from reaching the financial success that we need, we let go of those beliefs. Let's talk then about relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you think generally before we, we sort of get to the particulars that the beliefs that people have about relationships are progressive or the opposite? No, it's balance. Some of the beliefs that we have in relationships are not good for us. Like, let's say, for example, men have, have got a tendency to believe that, you know what, if I'm marrying this woman, then this woman is supposed to give up everything. She's supposed to give up her dreams. She's supposed to give up everything that she's pursuing for her life to come and be with me, maybe be an, even be an, a housewife. But that's not true. Every woman has got their own dreams. They've got desires that they have. Now, if I am to have this, if, say, for example, I'm going to have Rebecca as my wife, then I need to realize that, no, Rebecca has got her own dreams. And my responsibility is not to get her to give up her own dreams and her ambitions, but to help her if she's dreaming of achieving one, two, three, four, five. Me having her in my life or her having me in my life, it means that we need to be complementing each other, not her sacrificing who she is, not her sacrificing even everything that she desires for me. So this this belief that we have as men that no, these women must give up everything for us. No, it's not true and we need to get rid of it. Another belief that I've, I've, I've come to realize or I've noticed lately is that people would say that no, you know what, I, I love you but I'm still in love with my ex or I love you but I'm not over my ex and the truth is that the truth of the matter is that no you just have got so many memories with that ex of yours and what you need to do with your current partner or with the partner that you have now maybe it's your wife or your husband you need to create new and better memories that would be able to replace those old ones now that particular partner of yours maybe you broke up because you were not compatible maybe you broke up because something was not going well with your ambitions maybe you wanted to achieve one two three four five and they were not in the same path as you. So you need to let go of those memories that you had with them and build new memories with another one. Another one would be the fact that sometimes women would say that, no, all men want is just sex. And you realize that, no, not all men just want sex. Sex might be one of the things that it's our needs as men, but it's not enough. It's not enough because I can't build a family on sex. I need someone who will help me to build that family of mine. You know, another belief would be the fact that sometimes men tend to think that all women want is money. And that's not all women want. A woman just wants someone who is able to provide for her. Whether it's you providing for me monetarily so, or you can provide for me my uh, emotional needs, whatever provision that you could, that you could be able to provide for me and my family, that's what we want. Not not necessarily that no provision is all about money. There are, there are more ways that you could provide besides you giving me money. And another one would be that men tend to think that, no, I'm not going to cook or I'm not going to do anything that's maybe cleaning the house or even uh, maybe cooking. It's, it's a woman's place is in the kitchen. No, that's not true. A woman can go to the office and she could do whatever she needs to do. She can become an engineer. She can do anything that men are doing and even much better than men are doing. And you, we shouldn't even be holding these old beliefs that no, women only belong in the kitchen or they only belong in the field there. 
As we wrap up now, overall, what lessons do you want everyone to take from this discussion about beliefs to give up? I would say that take some time and think about the beliefs that you think are true and interrogate them. Try to get if this belief that I'm believing about, whether it's relationships, it's learning, it's money, whatever belief that you think or you were taught that it's the only truth of, of what that belief that you are believing. Take some time to think about it and see if that belief that you are holding true or that you were taught it's true, is it saving me? Is it helping me live a better life or is it helping me live my dreams or is it becoming a detriment to my dreams and everything? That's our time, our quote of the week. Our quote for the week, it's a quote, it's from a, a, it's a prayer. It's called the knot's prayer. And the prayer goes as follows. Dear God, please untie the knots in my mind, my heart and my life. Remove the have knots, the, the can knots and the do knots that I have in my mind. Release me from the could knots, would knots and should knots that obstruct my life. And most of all, dear God, I ask that you remove from my mind, my heart, and my life all the I am nots that I have allowed to hold me back, and especially the thought that I am not good enough. That is our time. Kindly share your contact details. My contact details on all of the social medias. You can follow me, send me a friend request at Ebenezer Mawulo, and when you are booking me as a coach or as a speaker, contact me on 071. 079-7807. 639-7807. Ebenezer Mamabulo, it's always a pleasure. We continue to learn from you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's our time on Conversations tonight. Coming up next on Energy FM is Hagi Lewaro and on Choice FM it's Stanley Brown. A big thank you goes to the show's content producer Mami Morashwa and our technical producer Emmanuel Quinda. I am Rebecca Pala. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay safe.